Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Hi, <laughs> Don. And Kula Callahan. Yes. Kula's on the show today because the three of us yep. just released a course on Business Made Simple University, our yes. online platform, mm-hmm. called Communication Made Simple. We did. And it's about a communication campaign. Yep. And most people don't even know what a communication campaign is or why it matters, yeah. but it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Even people who work in communications, all my friends who are PR agents for these big agencies, they mm-hmm. don't have a framework or really any sort of map to follow to create a communication campaign. And that's what yeah. they do for their job. I'm yeah, like, amazing? how do you come up with this stuff? Just well, it absolutely makes no it direction. so hard because every time you're putting out a press release or every time you're getting ready to do social media posts or every or time give you a give, speech. give a speech, yeah. you are starting from scratch if you don't have a plan. A plan. <laughs> and it's a shotgun approach. It's like, yeah. well, we're doing this new initiative. We're releasing a new product or whatever. So we should probably post something on social media. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like all my friends who are in PR, I'm like, what do you do all day? And they just scroll through Twitter and respond to people who have tweeted their company. I'm like... <laughs> This seems like something's missing here. Yeah, something's yeah, yeah. missing. What's the substance of what we're doing here, people? Well, you know, I, it was affirmed because I watched uh, Bob Iger's masterclass. Bob mm, Iger's the yeah. CEO of Disney. Before he became CEO, the board called him and said, we want to meet with you. He was already at Disney, but we want to meet with you for, you know, seven weeks, and we want to ask you 7,000 questions. And he goes, oh, gosh, I'm good. my <laughs> CEO. And uh, a friend of his, he didn't say who it was, but a friend of his who's a presidential political consultant like wins you know presidential campaigns came to him and gave him 10 pages and said here's what you're going to do and it was basically 10 pages on how to run for president really Dang. yeah and it was on a communication campaign he said you're going to do this 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 you can have these points you're going to make them this way here's the methodology blah 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 and he said, well, I kind of have five things. And he goes, no, 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 you have three. <laughs> and uh, and he did it. He yeah. stuck with it, stayed disciplined in his messaging, and he was selected as CEO of Disney, the Disney Corporation. After he did that, after he became CEO, he had to run, in his words, a communication campaign. So the yeah. most important thing that he had to do was get to the Orlando theme parks, get to Connecticut to talk to everybody at ESPN, Get to LA for the all the Anaheim operations. He had to get to Paris. He had to get to you know Hong Kong. On and on. Yeah. And deliver the exact same message, the exact same talking points, and then he had to back those up with emails and social media and internal communication to get these hundreds of thousands of employees on the same page. Right. Yeah. And it was very affirming to me because I just said he gets it. He gets why we did this. And yeah. we actually <laughs> the reason we actually created communication made simple is because we talked to a high up at a major airline and they said we want to be better communicators and figure out how to communicate this stuff. Right. Yeah. And not only that, but a major social media platform that everybody knows of also told us you know, when the president says X about our company, we suddenly the next day have to get every single employee on the same page and yeah. how we respond, or yeah. we're going to get bad press. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why we created this course. And, yep. But it's also great for small businesses. Totally. Because I don't care if you just hired a new vice president, or if you just changed a building from your building to a cross town or if you launched a new product, or if you've never told anybody that you have a product. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
This is how you need to do it. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of people would say, well, we changed buildings. Why does that need a communication campaign? Because it's an excuse to get people to talk about yes. you. Yep. I don't even care what you're doing. You've got to run these campaigns in order to get in the paper, in order to get on social media, in order to get people talking. You can't keep quiet about what's going on in your company. And you're getting everybody in your company on the same page, mm -hmm. right? Because it's also, it's not only external communication, it's internal communication as well. It's how to get everybody in your company saying the same things, moving in the same direction. Right. And so we really believe that there are five things that you should create. Every time you're getting ready to roll out a new campaign. Yeah, your campaign involves five, five pieces, pieces of collateral. Of collateral yeah and that would be a speech a corporate video like a script for a corporate video right an email that you're sending out to everybody internally social media posts and this is actually my favorite because i actually taught it but yeah you is, taught it in the course is press release yeah, yeah. a lot of people, which we don't do that anymore no most people don't and i actually think it's a very very effective way to get your information out there it adds credibility to what you're releasing. So even if it's like we had an anniversary and you put that in a press release right. and you make a speech about it and you do video and you do social media posts and you send an email internally, how quickly is everybody going to get excited and get on board about an anniversary that normally you might just have put on social media, hey guys, we've been around for 10 years, you all of a sudden release five pieces of collateral that talk about it and hype internally, you're, everybody internally is getting excited, right. everybody externally is excited, you're getting some media coverage, it, it's just, it, I think this is the what it, you want to do every how, time. If you want to understand how to create buzz. Yeah. That totally. should be what we called it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the buzz made simple. <laughs> Non-alcoholic version <laughs> of buzz made simple. Odules made simple. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> what I love about it is it's just an, an opportunity to invite your customers or your employees or your team into deeper relationship with your brand. So like you said, JJ, it doesn't really matter what the thing is that you're trying to communicate. It's just an opportunity to invite them into a more meaningful story and get them a little bit more engaged with whatever you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And because people don't do this, the customers don't talk about their products. Yep. Your leaders are saying five different things mm -hmm. on five different channels mm -hmm. and you are not aligned Yep. and so on and so on. And there's just power in getting everybody in the same room singing the same note, Yeah. yeah. right? <laughs> yes. And everybody goes, oh, there's a choir. Stop talking. <laughs> totally. Let's listen. And that's basically what this is. So in Communication Made Simple, we teach you how to give a good speech. That alone could have been its own course. Yeah, for real. Uh, how to create a good corporate video, what you should say in that mass email, what you should say on your social media posts, and what you should say in your press release. And of course, it's all based on everything we do here. It's based on narrative. It's based yep. on story. But for this podcast, I actually want to go through the five major mistakes people make when they try to communicate anything about their company. And we're also talking about internal communication. Yep. Absolutely. So we're talking about when COVID hits. Yes. How do we release to our staff everything that we're going to do about COVID? You make these five pieces of collateral and you use these eight elements of story. Yep. First of all, nobody knows how to do this or they just get confused so they don't do it. Yeah. But if you did try to do it, you'd probably mess it up. Yeah. And so it takes that process and it just says, no, you do these things and you can actually figure this out after lunch. Yeah. And yeah. then you release it, and now people are talking about you and whatever plan you've got. And we had to take our own medicine on this, right? Yeah. Like, this is something where we've looked at some of the stuff we've released even internally in the past, or campaigns we've rolled out, and we've gone, oh, here's some mistakes we made. And we learned from that and put all of that in this right. course. <laughs> right. 
So, you know, if you're wondering, okay, why should I keep listening to this podcast? Well, here's why, because it's how to get people to talk about you, how to get people to listen, how to get people to pay attention. You've got to run a communication campaign no matter what happens. And you've got to find excuses to run communication yes. campaigns. <laughs> Just sit around and find a reason, right? We're actually totally. about to use this because you guys know today we go walk through a building uh, yeah. that we're thinking about purchasing, and we're probably going to purchase it if the city lets us. And we've got to get the Nashville City Council on board. Yep. Mm-hmm. We've got to get two different – you guys don't know this yet. We have to get two different neighborhood associations yes. on board. <laughs> we actually did know that. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> and uh, we've got to actually release to the neighborhood what we're going to do in the building. Yeah. And yeah. we're not – it's not a bar. We're not opening yeah. a restaurant. We're, we're not going to take up condos. parking. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still <laughs> arguing for that, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> You didn't hear that, 12 South <laughs> Neighborhood Association. Uh, there, you know, it's none of that. It's really safe. But you know how that works, that yeah. people, you know, they love their neighborhood. And yeah. they don't want uh, anything changing that in a negative direction. Of course, we're not going to do that. So, But you've got to get out in front of those totally. things in yeah. a communication campaign. Yep. Or buzz is going to be negative. Yes. And you're just honestly going to be misunderstood, right? The right. heart behind what you're trying to do in this scenario is just going to get muddled and people aren't going to be interested in what you have to say. They're not going to be interested in what you're trying to do. You're not going to be understood. And ultimately, you're not going to be able to inspire change, which right. is what we're trying to do with this. First of all, it's shocking to me that people don't have any sort of formula, roadmap, or plan when they go into thinking about communication strategy. I mean, we've talked about that, but it really is just mind-blowing that people look at a blank screen and then come up with a press release or tweets. Or It's just, it's so risky when yeah. you don't have a formula. But really what this formula, both the narrative plot points and the five pieces of collateral, what they really allow you to do in communication is they allow you to be understood yeah. by the audience that you are trying to engage. They allow you to be interesting so people will pay attention to you and will want to keep paying attention to you as you continue to release new pieces of collateral into the the world. And then it, it allows you to inspire change. So that's what I really love about what we've come up with for this communication made simple course is it pretty much ensures that you do those three things. When you're disciplined about the approach that you take to creating this communication strategy, you accomplish those three things and you're the brand or the person or the spokeswoman or spokesman mm-hmm. who is heard. Yeah. And that's really what we're trying to accomplish. We want the people who have a good message to be heard. And you have to be disciplined about your approach to communication if you want to be heard. All right. So the five mistakes that we believe people make when they communicate. Yeah. Mistake. And by the way, everyone is doing this. Everyone Literally is making everyone. this. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> We don't want to name names, but <laughs> you, Nancy, and Cheryl. you, Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl. Uh, we don't know a Nancy or a Cheryl. So <laughs> no. If you're a Nancy Actually, or a Cheryl, that's my mom and my aunt. That's okay, really? yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly who I was thinking yeah, exactly. of. My mom and my aunt run a lot of campaigns, <laughs> but truly, everyone. Yeah, and again, I want to reiterate: there are bits of the course, the hour on giving a speech. If you are a groomsman and you, yes. or if you're a, yes, yes, a yes, what yes, is yes. it, a best man, yep. and you're giving the speech, watch this yes. course <laughs> because nine out of ten times you give the worst Horrible. speech yeah. in the history of speeches. Yeah, which I actually love. It's one of the, <laughs> yes. it's one of the main things I, I love about going to a wedding. <laughs> you like you sit the, down, and you're like, get your drink, and they're like, let's I go. get my Buckle drink, up. and I'm like, let's go, buddy. And he stands up and he says, oh, you know, remember that time we were in Phoenix? You remember? <laughs> Right? <laughs> Desperado, am I right? <laughs> I 
I'm just loving it. I'm like, this guy's ruining his life, and he has no idea. Can I tell you a secret before Please. we get into the mistakes? Uh, it's not going to be a secret once this episode comes out. But in the, I believe it's in the course you go through, or maybe it was in one of the um, live streams that we did. You go through a sample best man speech. That's right. And I it was about that. so powerful when you were saying it. I kind of got teary. I was like, this I did is too. Really I got choked up. For this, totally for this fictional. fake bride and this fake best man in this fake room. And so what did you do? So my best friend of 25 years yes. got married last month. Yeah. I had to give a speech at the rehearsal dinner. I'm like, man, I could go so many different directions. What am I going to do? And then it came to me. Jack Brown, or whoever the, <laughs> the fake man guy. is. Yes. I legitimately stole yes, you that did. speech. It's not stealing if you paid for it. Changed a couple of the stories. But, I mean, really what you did for that speech, you just followed the talking points. So yeah. I implemented this communication. I'm telling you, if you want people to cry... Everyone was crying, and literally the next day at the wedding, relatives of my friend who I'd never even met before came up to me and told me how meaningful my speech was. I was like, thank you so much. It's been a really long time. We need to have a shirt on that says sponsored by Communication Made Simple whenever you get the best man speech. You guys, it really works. It really works. All right, the first mistake people make, they are too close to the message. They're too familiar with whatever it is that they want to communicate. And I would say, JJ, what you're getting at here is... They don't put themselves in the shoes of the listener. Yep. Yeah. And so in what ways don't we put ourselves well, in the shoes of the listener? A lot of times a CEO will have been thinking about this whole communication plan, thing they're going to communicate, writing the speech for months, and they get up in front of the audience and they deliver it the one time. They've been thinking about it for six months. They deliver mm-hmm. it the one time, and then they walk away and they expect everybody to feel it the same way they did. Right. Or in, you know, internalize it the same way. Or you know, here's, here's a good example in real time, real life. Not that I'm going to do this, but you could actually make this mistake. Yeah. We're going to buy a church. We're going to try to buy a church on yep. 12 South. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. But just that's where business made simple is right now. It's 30,000 square feet. We're going to turn the auditorium into a lecture hall. And we're going to do workshops and educational classes out of there. And mostly live stream, online courses. So the neighborhood, there was a a buyer who got tied up for nine months. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a restaurant, a bar, housing, Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And the city council was like, oh, we don't love that. You know, the neighborhood didn't love it. So it would be like me saying to my broker or to my architect, you know, we're not going to have a restaurant or a bar. And then the neighborhood gets crazy mad at us. And I'm like, but I said. Yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. You said it to an architect on a phone call. You did not release a communication campaign. That's an example of why don't they understand we're not going to do that? Why are they? Because you never actually communicated it to the right people, to the people who needed to know that. And even if you said it once, you put out one social media post and you go, well, we put it out. No. You need to repeat it. Over. That's why over there's five things that we recommend that yeah. you actually include in your campaign because you need to be able to put out a video, a speech, an email, social media, press I look release. at it like ground cover, air cover. Yeah, yep. totally. You know, exactly. social media is just air cover. It's yes. airplanes flying yeah. 30,000 feet overhead. And that's really the thing. You need to repeat. This is the crux of this what the mistake people make is because we're so close to it, we think everybody has the information we have. So if we say it once or do it once or just 
lightly throw it out there that they'll understand it the way we do. No. With a communication plan, it ensures that you are going to over and over and over repeat the same talking points so that people memorize those and engage as well. And then they buy in and their actions change based on that. If you just do it once, you give one speech, you do one tweet, it's not going to work. It's funny too because people get so resistant to repeating themselves across different channels. Like we hear that all the time from people we work with. They're like, well, I just said that on my website and I'm saying the exact same thing in my email isn't that bad I'm being repetitious but what you have to remember is good marketing good communication is an exercise in memorization you are literally teaching people to memorize your talking points right and And when you think of it like that it changes the whole game it's like oh they need to be simple and I need to repeat them yes over and over and over again we are not going to take up street parking there will yeah. not be drunk people stumbling out of the church <laughs> yeah. at 2 a.m. Yes. This will not happen. Yes. We yes. leave at 5. Actually, we leave about 4.30. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You do. I was going to say. <laughs> I leave at 4.30. Staff leaves at 4.31. <laughs> That's the point of this communication. Yeah. It's the same message over and over again across all these different channels, and that is what really allows you to be understood. Okay. Be interesting. So that's the first mistake people make when they are communicating. Mm -hmm. They are too close to it. They don't understand. They don't put themselves in the shoes of the listener. Second mistake is extremely hard for me because I make this mistake very easily. You guys don't make this mistake almost ever. And it's this. They try to impress people or they are impressive. (laughs) 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 Which I literally have to say, don't impress them. Don't do it, Don. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, they just and, I, at, and then, then you know it backfires every well, time. People it's, just look at JJ and I aren't impressed. Like, you don't really have to add words to it. <laughs> it just like our well, stature speaks for it. I think the thing is when we see what do you guys somebody, mean though when you when you say the don't impress? Yeah, what do you thing. mean? Well, I think for a lot of us when we're in audience and somebody's on stage and they blow us away, right? That they yeah. impress us. We want that feeling. We want to be on stage wanna, and yeah, impress everybody else. So we start out. You get up on stage and you start out with a joke to like lighten the mood and everything and you're trying to be funny so that people like you. Or you start by making some kind of connection with the crowd like, hey, Boston, you know, and and you get them to like you because you like Boston, you know, and all these things. And when you focus on impressing people first, not that you can't impress people, but when you focus on impressing people first, then you actually lose the whole purpose of why you're on stage, which is to ultimately communicate a message that is going to inspire change. And I believe if you do that well, if you are understood, if you're interesting and you inspire change, then you will be impressive. So I think it's cart before the horse. People try to be impressive first, and then actually their their speeches fall apart. They may be remembered as funny. They may be remembered as interesting, but they're not going to be actually inspiring change, which I think is ultimately why you give are given a platform. Yeah. Well, the other thing is people feel like they have to defend why they are on stage. Or yeah. they, they think that they have to earn the right to be heard, and you have to do that just by you know being an empathetic and trustworthy person. But... When you are communicating something, you can't let that be your intention, right? You, I see that a lot, Kula. Yeah. In writing, we call it, you, you took me out of it. Yeah. So, so like if you read a book and somebody has a couple sentences that are very clearly like huge vocabulary words mm-hmm. that nobody knows, and yep. they're, they're making two points. One is whatever point they're making, and the other point is I'm really smart. That's right. Yeah. Yes, and that, totally. And I call that, you took me out of it, Yeah. yeah. right? And so a lot of, the, when you're writing at least, 
you want people to get lost in the words and in whatever you're writing and not think about you. Totally. And yep. amateurs actually write in such a way that they're trying to sound smart yep. or sophisticated. Yep. And I did that. I'm, I was an amateur writer for mm-hmm. longer yeah. than I care to admit. Yeah. And I would do the same thing. And it's just an insecurity popping up. Yep. But really, when somebody finishes a book or finishes a speech and understands the points that you made, and they were good points, and you literally changed their mind about something, it's only then upon reflection that they say, that was a really impressive talk. Absolutely. Right? If you have the talking points down, and they're based on what we teach, the eight elements of narrative that we brought into these, these campaigns, you're going to be impressive, but don't think about that. Just yep. think about communicating the points in order, in a structured way, yep. and everybody will say, wow, that was a good talk. Well, if you think about the people that you think are impressive, right? Pro athletes or people who have really mastered their craft, what they've done is they've been really disciplined right, in right. getting their reps in. So to be an impressive speaker, communicator, you just have to be disciplined. You have to yep. be really disciplined. Well, that's a good analogy, actually, because I'm back in the pool, I'm swimming. Yep. And any swim coach will tell you, you know, you can flail and just go as hard out as you can, and you can make a bunch of splashes in the water. And But if you just have disciplined form, you're going to beat the guy flailing mm-hmm. next to you, yeah. bringing all the attention to himself. Totally. Yeah. And that's exactly how communication <laughs> yeah. is. Yes. You, if you have the right form and go slow, you're going to glide through the water yep. a lot more quickly yes. than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the flailing, splashing the flailing. man in the corner. That's exactly Getting it. all the attention. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we're talking about there. You've got to have a form to trust. Yep. And that, that's the key to not trying to be impressive. Have a form to trust. Mm-hmm. Like, have those eight elements of narrative down that we talk about in the Communication Made Simple course. And just, you can literally have eight note cards yep. and kind of read from them and look up, and you will be more impressive than somebody trying to get up there and be funny. Yep. yep. You know, and that sort of thing. Okay, number three, they don't invite people into a story. And this one would be expected. <laughs> from us, from yeah. From us. If we didn't say that, I think that we would be very yeah, upbrand. But again, a little bit has to do with some of the impressive stuff is that a lot of people get up on stage and make the experience about them. The story is about their how smart they are and, and all yeah. the things they've done. The reality is... Every time you are communicating anything, whether it's a speech or a video or social media or press release, it's about the audience. It's about the audience story. And you want to invite the audience into a story, help them live a great story. And when you do that, you will have higher engagement. We talk about this in the course. It's called narrative transportation. When people experience a great story, they enter into it and they even see themselves in the story. You know, we've talked about the idea of when you say you got lost in a book or Uh, when you're watching a movie and a scary guy jumps out and you jump, you know, that's where you've entered into the story. And the research shows that when people are invited into a story and experience narrative transportation, begin to put themselves in that story, they are more likely to have their minds changed and their actions changed based on that. And this is what's fascinating to me about narrative transportation. They will ignore fact yes. and choose the story. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. They really will. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just talking to somebody recently who, you know, this is obviously a conspiracy theorist who has other issues, but they were completely denying the COVID-19. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. it's a thing against Trump or it's yeah, the yeah. government trying to take over. I stopped listening to what they were saying. <laughs> I said to them, I said, how did they get the Olympic Committee to cancel the Olympics, all major sports to cancel sports. 
Italian doctors and actors to show up at Italian hospitals to go on the news yeah. being overrun. Yeah. Same thing in Spain. Shut down 30 million people in China and then essentially bring the American economy to a halt. Who met where? <laughs> to make all that happen. <laughs> to make that happen. And I, now, if you're telling me that it's exaggerated, I can go, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything is exaggerated. Yeah, yeah. Any sort yeah. of drama is exaggerated. Yeah. But is there a virus? Yes, there's a virus. <laughs> is it dangerous? Yes, it's dangerous to some people. Do you want it? I don't want it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of going, but she could not. Yeah. That's an example of narrative transfer. She bought a story yep. and fact no longer mattered. That's how powerful narrative is. Yes. And when you actually give a speech and you take people through narrative, please tell the truth, yes. first yes. of all. <laughs> take responsibility. 100%. This is not an excuse to for lie. what you're doing, but it's actually that powerful. Mm -hmm. So invite people into a story or risk that they won't go with you. Yep. yep. All right, number four, they didn't cast a vision for a climactic scene, yes. which is... <laughs> Huge. Yes. yes. See, I love this. Is one of the things you taught me. Actually, yeah. I mean, I, I've studied, I've studied narrative and screenwriting, so I know what a climactic scene is. But you were the one who actually taught me how to put a climactic scene in all of your communication. Yeah. And it's so powerful. And explain it a little bit because we—that's a little bit of well, personal knowledge. In a story, <laughs> yeah. in a story, the climactic scene happens if it's a movie. It's about nine minutes from the end. Yeah. And it's when all of the conflict in the story is resolved, preferably in one shot. It's all resolved. You know, when when the Karate Kid wins the karate tournament, all of the conflict, internal, external, philosophical, is resolved in that one shot. Happens in about half the movies. A lot of times you have a scattered climactic scene where they try to wrap up a few things yeah, here yeah. and there. But that's a climactic scene. The entire movie is heading toward the climactic scene. When you're giving a speech or you have a communication campaign, you don't have to go that intense with it. What you really have to do is have a, a in my opinion, a visual, visual. Mm -hmm. vision of what life will be like if this thing happens. Yes. Right? So there's things that we want to do with this church in terms of helping the neighborhood understand we're going to be a great neighbor. You know, one of the things, Betsy and I were uh, getting breakfast tacos this morning, and we were across from the church that we yeah. were thinking about buying. And I said, you know, I really see a day when just a few times a year, people walk out of their homes in this neighborhood, and around Halloween, they come to the church and we show E.T. And <laughs> Christmas, we show Miracle on 34th Street. And maybe sometime right at the beginning of spring, we show Sound of Music, and we do it every year. It's not an invite to the city of Nashville. It's an invite, walk from your house to here. Yeah. And we serve hot chocolate at Christmas, and you serve, you know, whatever. <laughs> And that would be something that you could bring up in a speech. Yep. Mm -hmm. You could say, you know, this church has always served the neighborhood. We want you to know there will be a church here that rents it on Sunday morning, so there will still be church. But also the business that is buying this place wants to have lectures about how to grow great tomatoes <laughs> and wants to partner with Parnassus Books, and if they have a book reading that is too popular for their little store, they can have 250 people here. We will not charge you to come into this room and watch a movie. This is not a business. We're not going to serve alcohol. No on-street parking. Yeah. We want to be a great neighbor. And so imagine yourself saying, you know, Mary Poppins is showing tonight, or Miracle on 34th Street, and you have some family in town, and you were able to get one of the tickets for free, 
and you can walk down and have some some hot chocolate and watch Miracle on 34th Street. That's the kind of neighbor we want to be. That's <laughs> so a climactic scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's also a really beautiful vision yeah, that we actually are going to execute. Over here. So that's it's the sort so of thing. Sweet. And you say, look, if this happens mm -hmm. and we inhabit this building, this is a climactic scene in your story. Right. Yeah. Now, in our story, it's actually, you know, an education. It's a, you know, people are going to come and learn to be certified business coaches in this yeah. place. Yeah. And so that's a climactic scene for our business coaches. But for the audience I'm talking to, yes. their climactic scene yes. has nothing to do with business coaching. Right. And it has everything to do with this is going to be a business that uh, serves right. this community. I can't wait. It's so good. I know. <laughs> See, you Isn't just it got, a good idea also got, to show See, Miracle what, on 34th this Street? This is what it does when we go through. So the climactic scene, foreshadowing and climactic scene is actually one of the eight elements of narrative that we teach. Right. And there, so we teach you how to do this. Mm -hmm. But even what you just did there, like if you said that to the public, yes, but you just said that internally to Kula and I, and we're in. Yeah. yeah right? Like, <laughs> totally. Like, I'm like tearing up over here. I know. Like we narrative get excited about what we can do. Sadly, I think our staff would take up too many seats. So we're going to be dressed in we'll old school usher uniforms, yeah, yeah. handing out popcorn. But that's what giving a climactic scene, and that's what I think a lot of people don't do because in they speeches and videos and everything. I think it's important to point out why they don't do it, because they assume the audience knows. Yeah. And that is a crucial mistake that you can make in a communication yeah. campaign. They assume yeah. the audience knows where the story is going, and you cannot do that. Because if you don't tell people where the story is going, they are not going to go with you. Nope. And I love what you said, Don, about making it visual because the more that your audience can envision themselves in that yeah. climactic scene, the more likely they will be to go with you. That's right. That's right. I want to emphasize again, it needs to be true. Yes. Totally. I mean, yes. This, stuff, yes. this stuff is really powerful and you can't manipulate people. It, yep. it, you have to be really accurate in this stuff. So be careful. Like yes. this yeah. is not a you yeah. know a podcast on how to manipulate people. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Okay, number five, and I think we saved the most important for last yep, because totally. I think, and I argued at the beginning of the podcast we should switch it to one, but yep. I'm glad we saved it for last. <laughs> and it's this: this is the mistake that people make. They don't have a controlling idea. Yes. In their mm -hmm. communication campaign, so what is a controlling idea? The controlling idea is really the theme of your communication campaign. It is the idea that is reiterated throughout every piece of collateral with every talking point. And it's the thing that you want people to remember the most. Yeah. So when you dictate a controlling idea for your communication campaign, it not only tells you what the campaign is about, it also tells you what the campaign is not, not about. about. Yep. And right. so the most really valuable thing about identifying the controlling idea on the front end is it tells you what to leave out. Yeah. And this is also a lesson in discipline. You have to be really disciplined with what you include in your communication campaign because if it doesn't defend the controlling idea mm -hmm. and prove that that controlling idea is true, it does not belong in that communication right. yep. campaign. Essentially, you can think of it like this. If I said, what's the main point you're trying to yep, make? Totally. You know, we've used this church analogy that we're buying. If I said a specific campaign to the community, to 12 South mm -hmm. Neighborhood, to say, we want to be the neighbor you love. That's it. So you actually come up with a controlling idea before you create the campaign. Yep. 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 Because as soon as you say, we want to be the neighbor you love, now you reverse engineer it. You say, okay, well, how do we be the neighbor you love? We're not going to have a bunch of cars parked on the streets. Uh, we got 66 parking places. We probably won't even be able to use them all. Most of our guests Uber in from hotels. 
you know, those sorts of things. We're going to do the movie nights. We don't have a restaurant. We don't have, there's nobody living there. We're out of here at five, you know. So you reverse engineer all your points based on the controlling idea. That's yes. right. And the beautiful thing about a controlling idea, there's two things really. One, it's the thing everybody's going to remember. Totally. Yep. That's the thing that you want people to memorize. And two, it saves you hours and hours of figuring out what to put in the campaign and what not to That's put exactly in the campaign. That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> As you said, if totally. it doesn't benefit the point or if it doesn't defend the point, yeah. the controlling idea, it goes out. Yep. When I think about you know the difference between an amateur and a pro communicator, amateurs are scattered in their approach. Pros have a theme. And yep. the difference is pros know they have to have a controlling idea. Amateurs don't. And it really is the difference between a cohesive communication campaign that motivates the right people to take the right action at the right time and one that just falls flat and feels scattered and confused. The controlling idea also serves really as something that the audience can rally around and get emotionally invested in. If you told everybody who lived in 12 South that we want to be the neighbor you love, I mean, who's not going to be interested in that story, right? Who doesn't want a neighbor that you love. It's the thing that, of course, people remember, but it's it's also something you can offer the audience yeah. to rally around. Yeah. yeah. When you think about these campaigns, I can't help but think about political campaigns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, let's make some predictions here. We've got a, an election coming up. It's madness. We have yeah. never seen anything like this in the history of the country. Yeah. And I'm watching Biden. His new motto is something like back to something, back, you know, whatever. You can't remember it. I can't remember it. And I think if he would just say strong, stable, and secure, he'd yep. walk in. Yeah. Because what does the country want? They want strength, they want stability, and they want to be okay. Yep. I do think you can blow it yeah. if you 100%. blow your communication campaign. Totally. <laughs> it can actually cost yeah. you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to nail this and get it right. And that wasn't a statement of I'm for right, Trump. Right, or right. I tend to think both Republicans and Democrats are wasting an enormous amount of our money and our energy and our time. Yeah. Because they fight with each other rather than fight for the country. And I'm yep. just tired of it. Yep. But I still study campaigns because totally. I study communication for a living. Yeah. And I'm just going, man, you know what? A free pass. It's 275 bucks. <laughs> Businessmadesimple.com. If you go to businessmadesimple, we have an online university. We are releasing Communication Made Simple. Joe Biden. Dear Joe Biden. You know what? Biden. People don't respect things they don't pay for. 50% off <laughs> yeah, yeah. for Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is interesting, though, because if you asked anybody on the street what Donald Trump's controlling ideas or the thing he wants they to remember, know. everybody knows it. They know. Yeah. And, and think about it. That's the only thing he's gotten right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's enough. Yeah. It's enough. Yeah. Uh, no, that's man. a joke. Don't write us. <laughs> you know, feel free to write us. It's called it complaints at complaints.com. We'll get right back to you. If you want to take this course, it's a fantastic course. It's also probably the most beautiful course we've shot. <laughs> it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really crazy. Go to businessmadesimple.com and get access to our online platform. It is an online business university that teaches you what you actually need to know yes. to make money <laughs> in business rather than white papers on trade with China, yeah. which you <laughs> arguably don't need to know that. But in order to make money, you do need to know the things that we put in this course. Our newest course is Communication Made Simple. It's going to make you a great communicator. It's also going to give you a step-by-step playbook for a campaign for your small business, medium-sized business, or massive business to communicate anything well. Great podcast, you guys. Oh, thanks, Don. You too. <laughs> <laughs> also, I should say, for the very first time, 
the listeners are getting a little foreshadow of mm-hmm. what is to come. Mm-hmm. Because Kula is the joining us in the podcast. Scene. The climactic scene. <laughs> January 1, Kula Callahan becomes the second co-host, uh-huh. if you will, of the new podcast. And the new podcast, it's the three of us. If you've subscribed to this podcast, you will automatically be subscribed to the new one. But the podcast is going to be called Business Made Simple. So on January 1, you're going to hear, welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast. I will not tell you what goes after that, (laughs) but it will be with Dr. J.J. Peterson and Kula Callahan. And so if you suddenly hear that on a podcast several months from now, just know that's on purpose. Uh-huh. The name of the podcast is changing, and we have just hired and moved from Chicago yes. a podcast producer to I make know. it more entertaining, more funny, <laughs> and most importantly, make our listeners more money. Yes. yes. You've got to make them more money. For now, though, music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's new record, Dive Deep Hushed, on Spotify or on Apple Music. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business.